Hi, and welcome back to A Filthy Talk. I'm Trevor Gemma, your host, and today joining me, we have the illustrious Marshall Exani, uh, who is our head of our writing department here at A Filthy Lot. And to our right... Oh, weird technical issue. <laughs> uh, to, to our right, uh, we have a, a person who needs no introduction. And to her right, we have Roz Young, who is, uh, you may have seen her on the first episode if you were with us then. If not, you can go back and check her out again. Um, who is our post-production supervisor, our resident DM, uh, and also is the producer uh, of a show that the aforementioned Nameless uh, sorry, this is Leah Vendetta, the amazing Hi. drag queen extraordinaire, uh, and also uh, uh, extreme couponer. Extreme coupon. absolutely, yeah, always extreme couponer. Right, never leave that out. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, Leah's the host of Baking's a Drag. Um, so between the two of them, they have made this as well as Matt is our our director, uh, who was also in our first episode, and you'll get a chance to meet him again down the road. Uh, but today was the day that we shot something. Um, we did a test of that. So here's a little, we have, uh, oh wait, no, sorry. I'm doing this wrong. <gasps> I always forget about this. Uh, okay, uh, Chris Livingston couldn't join us today. Also, sorry, also we have our fact checker as always and our chat liaison, uh, Mr. Ryan White. And uh, Ooh, is yeah. Is extra H in there? Just oh. three H's. Uh, no, there, there's A-H. It is white. With a, to a why. Why are you saying quite weird like that? Why am Trevor? I? Why am I saying what? Why are you saying like that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I always forget to do this. I got to get better at this. But we shall always start by discussing what we are drinking. What we are drinking. What, what we are drinking. Uh, so Roz, uh, if you could start us off, what do you what do you got in the glass? Uh, I am drinking what we currently have on tap here at the studio, which is Pinewood from Bridge. No, prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Why did I say Pinewood? Is that? That's a studio. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I really, I blame, so Bev was not around when I was racing around and pouring my beer. She's our uh, brewmaster here. And so, um, hashtag Bev's fault. And oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, you know what? It's great though. Under bus. It's from, it's from Bridge though, right? Yes. Yeah. And it's delicious and light and refreshing. Is it piney? Honestly, the pine comes from the handle on the tap is piney. Oh, so you just um, got pine on the brain? I got... I, what, what? How is that bad? Is there something... Next! Okay. <laughs> Leo, what, what's, in the, what's in the mug? I, too, am drinking something on tap. Oh. And it's called water. Oh. <laughs> um, Fancy. I mean, because there was a previous event going on that yes. required me to do something. Mm -hmm. And uh, because of that something, I now need a good cup of water to get to where I need. Responsible. <laughs> the first time you will ever say that from you. <laughs> but maybe not the only. No, it's Are the... you maturing? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> like wine? No. <laughs> <laughs> so it's water, but still holding true to the, uh, the copper mug. I have to hold true to the copper mug, because uh, it's like, what is she drinking? Game respect game. Nothing special. <laughs> uh, I okay, so I am on, I'm on a whole thirty diet, uh, which is an elimination diet, and uh, I haven't had any alcohol all week until now, 
and to allow myself to drink something, but not basically a bottle of bread, uh, I am drinking Sleemin' Clear 2.0. Uh, it has 80 calories and only two grams of carbs. Uh, are it's we a, sponsored it's by Sleemin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I know. I'm, it's, it's, it's like, are we supposed to know those you. details? <laughs> No. Zero calories. I know that because I got the can. I'm cheating. <laughs> I'm cheating hard. Uh, but it is, uh, it's a light beer. It's still 4%. So it's a good beer. Um, it's not my typical jam, but it's good. I've had other beers that are like low calorie and I was not super impressed, but the Sleeman Clear is pretty good. Yeah. What about you? Um, this is a fine, this is also Bridge, I think, right? Mm -hmm. The Bridge, uh, I believe it's the Bourbon Blood Orange. Yeah. I don't, I haven't drank, drank it before. Really smooth. Oh, this is your first time. Yeah, I oh, really like it. Nice. It's maybe not uh, a clear 2.0, but no. Uh, I mean, I if I normally had the option, I would certainly be going for something like that. Um, but you know, trying to be healthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the we've we've had the the blood orange on a lot of the episodes so far, and it's because we have a keg of it. Uh, we have taps over in our brewery set. Uh, which isn't just a brewery set, it's also partially a kitchen set. So there is something we were shooting today, which I mentioned earlier, uh, which was our, our potentially first episode, yes, of, uh, yes. of Baking's a Drag. So we, you've, if you're watching the channel, we've already, you've seen our first episode of the quarantine cut down version called Drinking's a Drag, which is hilarious. Uh, and now we're finally able to get a little further up to steam and where we shot an episode today. Uh, we did a test shoot last week, which, uh, well, you know what? Speaking louder than words, we have a visual. So if we could just show the people at home a little sample. Oh, God. <laughs> and welcome to Baking's a Drag. Introducing... Marshmallow. Do you know how duct taped I am right now? Very duct taped. It's mostly fat. We are making tiramisu cupcakes. Tiramisu? Tiramisu? Tiramisu. 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 Butter and sugar. Turn that shit on. Marsha has never oh. done drag before. She's never going to do drag again after this day. Oh my god. Why the fuck does that look curdled? Put it in and turn it on. Uh, Bachelor's on the wall. Okay, well, is it fucking super glued? Everyone asks what your secret ingredient is. Mine is decor. Here we go. Looks good to me. It's okay, in the oven it goes. That's perfect. Icing. Icing. It's a magic trick, ta-da! We can start mixing. My God, we get to drink more. Oh, bitch. Oh this my God. This is a great mixture. Here we go. Oh, that's beautiful. Tiramisu cupcakes. Actually, we're laughing because we, we actually have finally set something up for ourselves where we're able to view it. And uh, yeah, that's, that's funny. Even without audio, that's funny. <laughs> I hate seeing myself on camera, or like not seeing myself, but hearing myself on camera. Really? But like watching that and watching all of the edits that everyone has done, it's like I've never laughed so hard in my life. <laughs> and it's like there have been moments of tears coming down my face. And like, I can't even laugh that hard, technically speaking, but like, I cry every time I've been watching that. 
it's really it's funny. It was uh, it was it was quite a laugh. So uh, you may not have recognized, but uh, Marshall was uh, on that day dubbed Marsha Mello. Yeah, yeah, which is a great. Great name, yeah. <laughs> queen, or a booger, sorry. A booger. A booger. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> Leah, Leah has been uh, in a family way recently and is uh, uh, starting to adopt and pick up strays. I'm just starting to make children <laughs> like stray kittens like no tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, and so I do have a question about the, that aspect of the show, is what drew you to wanting to bring people who don't do drag into their first time doing drag in the show? So, um, for me, I always see drag as being a craft. So like, this is a character, true and true no matter what. And there's a lot of people out there who have the stigma of, if you're in drag, you are trying to be the opposite gender. And it's like, that is, that is not the case. Like, drag is a craft, it is a way to kind of like express yourself from here to there. And it's kind of a voice to the LGBT community. And I have said this time and time again, is I got into drag accidentally. <laughs> oh. And it just kind of like kept going, like it was a bowling ball that just kept going down the lane. And it's like, woo, I'm a strike. <laughs> <laughs> and it hasn't, <laughs> it hasn't stopped in like seven years now, so. For me, it's like um, anyone who wants to get into it, I tell them, I was like, just know it's a craft. You can express yourself any way you want to express yourself because no matter what, like who you are in a wig and a dress is not who you are in real life. This is a character. Mm. And honestly, I just fucking love living up to the fact that this is not real at the end of the day and this is just fun. Nice. Like it's all fun. I mean, that's a, a large draw of of personally for acting. Yeah. Like when I get to really take on and embody a character and then get rid of it at the end of the day, like I really enjoy that experience. So the I only, get that entirely. The only difference is, is like, I don't get rid of this at the end of the day. This goes on like a, like a week after, two weeks after, like we keep going. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's shit rolling downhill. <laughs> 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 and there's no bottom of this. So, <laughs> Um, okay, so speaking of first-timers, yeah. how was the experience for you? Well, sorry, Ryan, did you have a thing there? No. Oh, oh, oh no. you're making noises over there. Do you want to have a thing? <laughs> but yeah, how was the experience? Like, now that you've, yeah. you've uh, it's been a week since we shot uh, that, that test, and I mean, a, a big part of it is drinking. Uh, so do you remember everything? I do. We, we didn't go... <laughs> We didn't go like too hard, I would say, on the drinking, but uh, hard enough to, well. Uh, okay. Maybe. But also talk a bit about what it was like yeah. at the start of, the, of getting into makeup. Yeah. And, so we um, started at what, like 8 a.m. And then, uh, so I arrive and Leah is there to, you know, put the booger in makeup and uh, basically create a child, right? <laughs> so um, it was, uh, start from the very go, it was just, uh, okay, we're just, I don't know what I'm going into. Uh, start doing all the layers and like, uh, you know, she's introducing me to kind of exactly kind of like how your face is kind of, I, I think you asked me beforehand, how do I want to look? And I was like, hey, you look, you look good. Uh, so make, make sort of like that. That was oh. your first mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
<laughs> yeah, as in a green, but yeah, I just didn't know what I was going getting into. So okay. I was like, I'm going to go in so green that I just wanted to be, I'll just be open to the experience. Open to whatever kind exactly. of thing? Exactly. And it ended up being, you know, we had some mimosas and uh, we got kind of heavy actually talking about it, which was great because it oh, opened good. my eyes to what this world is like and why, why people get into it. And it really, uh, that was eye-opening for me and really, uh, it gave me a new respect for why I was what I was getting into as well. Did you discover anything new about yourself once you had it on? Did you feel yeah. different? Did you have like? I mean, uh, Leah says it's when you put in the wig. A lot of people kind of get into that. I I almost didn't feel it until I got on set and I had uh, you asked me what kind of nails I wanted and I was just like, sure, long ones. And they were like they were long <laughs> ones. And you know, I don't know if you can see in the sizzle reel, but it's just like. There was I was scooping left. up eggs, but then they were, they, were, uh, they, were, they, they were utilitarian. They were utilitarian, <laughs> and they all fell off by the end. Um, but what I what I've really enjoyed was I didn't know coming in, I actually thought I was going to be a really nice uh, drag queen. You were not. I was not. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I, was, uh, I would say obnoxious and sassy was the things that I hear. That's about right, yeah. Shady, Shady. would be the word. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I mean, there wasn't a lot of like, it, uh, obnoxious and sassy was pretty, there wasn't like calculated subterfuge. Sound a yeah. really hard time. It was, it was overt. Really, I was really shady to sound, uh, the sound department, but uh, to you, I think we were playing quite well in the same area there. There was a couple moments in um, the video that when I watched back, it was like, you little shady, yeah. like. <laughs> I realized how, I, I saw something and I was like, I really actually kind of retorted in some pretty uh, like strong ways. And I was like adamant about how we're making these cupcakes from like reading a Wikipedia page of like the one, two, three, four method or something like that. I really got after you on that, I guess. But it was great because yeah. like we played off each other for it and I yeah. thought it was a great episode. It was funny. It was so yeah. fun. And it was uh, a moment that stuck out to me. I've seen some test edit stuff. It's just a rough edit. Uh, I, I don't know if it was in the sizzle, but it was, it, the, now I'm remembering a shady moment, a real shady moment when you said something about career <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a line from you of like, oh, it never got started. Like, just unforeseen. Like, you had no way off base. <laughs> we had a lot of off the cuff commentary, and it went back and forth, which I liked. I it was I, I knew you said that you were shady, kind of going in, and uh, I don't know when it clicked in, but I I think it was probably <laughs> leaning against. I think I stayed leaning against the the uh, what's it called? Is the mixer? For a long time oh. there, just kind of, it was pretty uh, kind of dry, obnoxious, and shady, yeah, I guess. Well, I think it clicked in when you put on the nails, the and nails. you're just, like, clicking them. Yeah. I did not know how to um, to manage with those things on. I think it's a really fun experience that when we're in costume or we're acting, or especially here because we have so many opportunities to participate in that side of the film world, when a lot of us are usually behind-the-camera people, most of the time, mm -hmm. and then and then to see what that is like as an experience is a little bit overwhelming at first, mm. but then to do it from the drag perspective must have been really different because you've had an opportunity to act in a few things with us, mm -hmm. um, which I know you're a little more familiar with, and a lot of us have an opportunity to participate that way here at Filthy Lot, but um, when you get invited to be a part of our drag experience and I asked you to come on as our guest guinea pig for the first time out, I knew that um, you had a really open mind and that you were open to the idea that when we test this and we try it out, 
I don't know who's joining us on set, which is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> terrifying. I know Leah, and it is a lot. <laughs> and, and, chasing, and chasing this down, which we've done before, we did a little music video shoot together before. Yeah. We joined Filthy Law together, and we've been a part of um, chasing Leah in drag before. Um, it's a whole thing, and I love it. And you're beautiful, and you're spectacular. Uh, but then you're joined by someone else who's wildly new to the experience, potentially, and y you were a whole different Marsha, and mm. she... Yeah, Marsha, <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was fun because it kind of, it, I, I don't know how to kind of exactly say, like, how it kind of felt. Like, it, it was almost just like I forgot just, you know, I saw my face reflected at something right before we were filming. I was like, I don't recognize that person. And it was almost freeing yeah, to okay, say. Yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah, because I hear, and we were talking about this, how it's almost, there's facets of your personality you don't get to express. And when you're another, you know, when you're acting or when you're, you know, say a drag queen or a booger, I, I should say. A booger. Uh, a booger. <laughs> um, you, I don't know, something kind of clicked and I was just uh, a little bit, I was less Marshall, more Marsha, I guess. Oh, is wow. Just okay. Uh, and it just kind of switched over, and I just ended up falling into it and kind of went with the flow. And you can't get in your head too much about it. Drinking helps. But um, <laughs> I think another thing was, like, having Leah as, like, the guide for it. It was really comfortable, I felt, and, and Roz as well, <laughs> and Matt. Like, you guys made it feel really safe on set. Everyone's so welcoming here, too, that I felt... I was kind of like, I don't know if this is going to be seen, but you know, I'm just going to have a lot of fun with it's this. It's so good. I'm sure we'll find a way to share it with everyone eventually. I, there's something about when we get to be adults, yeah. that we and farther away from being young adults, where we lose the idea that it's OK to experiment with who we are. And for a long time as a young person, you hear people say, oh, they're going through a phase, or they're doing this they're trying this out, or they're vegan now. Um, but some people make that decision early on in their life, and they're really sure. And some people are going to are going to try something like that out. And I don't know why we lose our ability to experiment, or we lose the idea to say it's okay yeah. to try out other personalities. And so a lot of us gravitate to either acting, or I love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday, and I love the idea that I'm in costume, but I've never been more myself as someone else. And I'm someone different all the time when I get a chance to cosplay or dress up or be another character and have fun with that. Now, Raj, is that, you said you're never, is it more yourself, though? Is it more your true authentic self in some ways? But, but maybe it's maybe. the idea that you get, to, you get to try other things out yeah. and play with it. Yeah. And part of, our, part of who we are as people is, is we are all people who like to play. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I'll say, like, you know, you had, you had talked about ballroom, and I went on and started watching Legendary, and I was like... I've seen that. Yeah, it's just, like, houses that compete, and the people who are in the houses have, like, these amazing stories, and you just see that the community, too, that's in there, and, uh, like, I mean, there's voguing. Uh, I mean, there's a whole... whole uh, all these aspects to it that I'm starting to kind of see. I was like, oh, I kind of got, like, a little taste of that, but when I actually see it, like... And it's not, it's, it's beautifully shot. The people are super sincere in like why they're there and like what they're competing for. They're super supportive of each other, but they're very competitive too. And so you see this community that 
Um, it's just super expressed. Like you almost have hyper expressive, like expressiveness in those scenarios, and the confidence and the empowerment that you see from uh, from everyone who's doing that. I was like, I kind of, I, like, I felt a little bit more of that on set, even if I was subdued. And I, I wanted think more you of that. I actually subdued. craved that. Well, <laughs> I don't think anyone would accuse you of being. Subdued. I thought it was more. I thought it was still pretty uh, even, even energy, or maybe maybe that's just me from oh, okay. what I felt, but. Have, have you watched the footage yet? Uh, I've seen some. <laughs> okay, Ryan, well, you uh, had your hand up. Uh, yeah, we had a question from Katrina in the chat, uh, oh. and this is for Roz and Leah. Are we planning on having any drag kings potentially on Baking's a Drag? I'm gonna let you answer that one because I don't want to spill too much. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want to give away our whole schedule plan, but yes, absolutely. We are planning drag kings, and we are planning a spectrum of people. So whatever people come to us and they feel comfortable wanting yeah. to work with Leah to figure out as a style or a look or a plan. We'd also love to involve people. We talked a little about community now, but we'd love to eventually reach out to some of those people that are a part of our, our circle and our lives. And Leah's community is obviously really large. So we're going to start out here at the studio and really growing our compassion and understanding of drag as a group. And then we're going to grow that into what else that means. Because I think we do have a perspective that it means a beautiful woman who is a man in a dress. And it, mm. drag is so much more than that. It's, <laughs> she's somewhere around there. She's around the corner. But it, it's, 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 you know, and we're friends with a lot of people who play D&D &D with us. Yeah. Hello out there. <laughs> um, shout out to Jess, who is spectacular, but a really... Oh, I say infamous or famous? I don't know. Drag king yeah. in, Van in Vancouver. And I would love to have this person on a future episode. And we're hoping that she'll come in. He'll come in for one of our special occasion episodes Sweet. in the very near future. We, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, like the, the goal is like we want to hit almost like every spectrum that we can. Like within drag, there's like so many sub-genres of drag so and then like drag that, king, yeah. drag queens, there's fishy drag, clown drag, comedy queens, like yeah. you could dive into a swimming pool of all of the genres that there are. And the like, swimming pool expression makes it a bit weird. But. I mean, it's a teacup in an ocean at this point. <laughs> um, but it's like, there, there's so much that you can get into. And so do you have like genre plans for some of the lineup? Because I know there is a lineup for the first six episodes? Yeah. So far? Okay. I'll nod. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> there are, yeah, there is an idea of who we want to reach out to for it. And um, with the first six episodes, it's, um, we really want it to reach out to a lot of people and we want it to go to a lot of people who feel like, okay, uh, they hit the mark on that one. Mm. Let's see what they can do in season two. Oh, we want, yeah. like, we want to give them enough, but we also want them to have more. Yeah. Um, okay. So I have a, I have a question that I'm curious about, uh, because I, I'm, Spoiler alert, I'm going to be a guest on an episode. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, but, and Marshall as well uh, was last week. And I have, a, 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 I spent almost all of my quarantine. I watched maybe a couple other things, but I, uh, I spent most of my quarantine watching multiple seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race. And I, I got really, 
really invested because <laughs> it was just a, a, a ray of sunshine in my life when everything was so dark. I'm so but, sorry. <laughs> no, it was great. Uh, but I, I don't know this, and I, I wanted to ask, is there a stigma in the community about straight people trying drag? Um, <clears throat> yes and no. It's not really talked about or like thought upon, oh. but um, in the community there is, I will say, a handful of straight people that do drag, and it's like allies and everything. So Roz already mentioned Jess, and Jess is a drag king who is a straight female, okay. but she fights for the LGBTQ community, uh, Two-Spirit Plus, if I've forgotten anyone, I'm so sorry on that one, but she is like a tried, true, and tested ally for it, but she is an absolute straight woman. Okay. And we do have a couple uh, straight drag queens oh, I was gonna ask. in is Vancouver it, as is well. It, is it more common that there's more straight women who are kings? Yes. Than, okay. Um, straight women who are drag queens, which is a hyper queen, which is a oh. whole other... Like but category the, but now. But like you said, oh. it's about characterization and exaggeration and, and, and taking on a, a, yeah. a performance character. So Yeah, and there are straight drag queens out in the world. And at the same time, it's like they are an ally to us as well. They fully mm -hmm. support everyone who does what they do as a craft, no matter what they do. It's just an open mind. And it's one of those things where it's like someone can be so comfortable in their skin that they can do that. And honestly, it's almost like... Um, I look at straight drag queens almost as a hero. Oh. Because these guys are out there, they are not ashamed to be who they are, they are not ashamed to put on a dress, a wig, crazy outfit, and being like, fucking look at me and watch me go. And it's like, I, I almost have... That's very um, encouraging. <laughs> yeah, it's, in a sense to me, it's like I have more, and I don't mean this in like the worst way possible, but I have a mass amount of respect to them and their comfort level over gay people doing drag, because, I mean... There's an association. Yeah, right? there's like, a I mean, good I mean, amount of gay people who have put on a wig and a dress during Halloween, New Year's Eve, their birthday, and been like, I'm a drag queen. Yeah, or but, regularly, like, performers who do it all the time. Like, it's, it's... Yeah. Or a part of their general life. Like, yeah. that you, you know, you spend some time, you dress, dress the way you dress, and you choose the way that fits you best each mm -hmm. day. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's really, that's great to hear. Because, I mean, part of me as a performer is watching Drag Race, and I'm like, I could be really good at this. <laughs> it's so weird until you actually have to do it. And then it's like, I can't do this. Ah, okay. <laughs> the well, the we'll ignorance of it, I find, is what kind of, like, creates the fear. And then finally, when you're kind of in it, that's when you almost get revealed of, like, what it is, what, what that unleashes in you. And I think it's probably attractive for some people because it unleashes something that they probably don't get to express a lot of the time. And if they can uh, use that and be an ally and also kind of like find a community that's, you know, they can support and That's a really them. interesting perspective. Do you feel like as, you know, two straightish white dudes on that side of the table that, um, you know, you're, you're limited in what you're supposed to present from 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 who you want to be and what you want to try to do we talked about experimentation earlier but that like you're what you're allowed to show to the world and i hope that's changing yeah. uh, i hope that that people younger than us are just like i'm gonna do my thing and it, it very uh, much uh, feels uh. like it's changing quite a bit it, we're not where we should be but we're getting there um i certainly grew up aware of the limitations put on like like 
you know, machismo, like the whole macho male energy thing. Um, but I had uh, amazing parents who didn't try to, they would have let me be whatever I wanted to be. Um, I just am this. But I, I've never felt the pressure from society something that I gave a shit about. Like, I was always willing to, to do whatever. Um, and yeah, I, 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 I'm aware of it, but it doesn't affect me personally, but I know that it affects a ton of people. And I think as, you know, our, our, as a panel, we're so white, we come with a privilege that gives us a chance yes. to take that um, side, right? Where, um, you know, I'm a white lady. I get, I, I get to get away with things that I don't even realize are part of my perspective, which mm -hmm. comes from, from the privilege that I have that I am unaware of, which is just an interesting perspective and a real challenge to deal with. But I think for the local community, it's something that um, you guys are talking about a lot right now in the world. Yeah, and um, going to our privilege and everything, growing up, I never saw it as a privilege because, um, I don't know, to come from a straight cisgendered community, it's like you guys almost didn't have to prove anything. It was like, I am who I am. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a very small town and like my neighbors were cows and chickens and like kids would go to school on their quads, on their snowmobiles. So like I had to hide it. And like I had yogurt thrown at me. I had gum thrown in my hair. I had faggot written all over my locker, like shit thrown on me on the bus. Yeah. And like, um, I had to live through like mass amount of like bullying and harassment and it was one of those things where it's like the future is going to hold something better for everyone else who has to go through what I went through and it's like and it's going to get a lot easier and like there's going to be a lot of shitty times for people my age at the time coming out and it's going to be a little bit shittier for people coming up but um, and this is a constant thing like through the gay community is everyone's like the future generation is going to have it easier mm -hmm. and that is a fact like especially nowadays i'm going to say within canada yeah i mean yeah yeah <laughs> it's uh that's the goal i mean that's always the goal is in all facets to have the future generation be able to live a better life um, and in that specific way, I, I know growing up for me too, there was a lot of, of, of homophobia. Like there was a ton of it. And, oh yeah. Uh, and, and I certainly evolved as a human and had uh, things that I tended to say. Uh, there was a, a teacher of mine when I was in film school uh, who was gay and I used to use gay in like that like you know the th like like oh that's gay like oh yeah yeah and I, <laughs> I I just did that everyone else did that growing up I didn't think anything of it and then one day he took me aside and and said that that's really hurtful like I've I've had people use that as an attack as like with like fueled with hate and and it just it it wounds me and I cared so much about him and respected him a lot that I took that out of my vocabulary entirely and things like that is we have to be willing to evolve as a people. Yeah. We have to. And it's, we all get caught in our ways and we're products of our environment, but it's analyzing that environment and being able to pick it apart and improve it. I think, the, oh, sorry, can no, you, yeah, go, go, go. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, yeah. I'll just keep talking. Kind of likewise, <laughs> like growing up in like small town Alberta, um, there wasn't like, there wasn't anyone I knew who came out or anything like that. And so it wasn't in the talk, but it was a very religious community. Mm. And being from like, you know, a, a, a non-religious household, you know, there was nothing against religion, but it was just 
uh, not as common. I found that was uh, something that it just kind of like created a barrier around some conversations. Oh. Um, and just, you know, it was ig ignorance because of just silence. Yeah. Because uh, it's just not something that you do. No, and <laughs> I, I didn't know anyone in my family who like had talked about it or anybody, you know, friend-wise who had come out or anything. So at that time, at least that I can remember, and when we came to Vancouver, it was kind of a very different community, and there's an openness here that is different, and um, there is the conversation, and until you have the conversation, it's kind of, it sits in the back of your head like it's abstract, mm -hmm. yeah. and you just don't know what to think of it, or how to, I, I'd say I don't even talk about a lot of things, because I'm like, I'm, I'm ignorant to the point where if I say the wrong thing, I'm afraid that I'll be, you know, looked at uh, in a certain way, or like, yep. or labeled in a certain way, of, and I don't want to do that, but I don't want to be ignorant about those things yeah. either, so well, saying I, yes to this was a great way of just totally. being like, I just want to be open to the conversation, and you you said you can ask anything, you can say anything, and uh, you know, it's safe to do that. And I was like, I, we're, we're, we're privileged to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, where in a lot of times, people have to hide who they are, and I, I think, you know, everyone to be able to express who they are to their fullest, you know, expression is something that we should really try and yeah. strive for. And I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I fully. Oh, Ryan, go ahead. Uh, I had I a agree. question from Kyle in the chat for Leah. Um, so uh, for any uh, fledgling drag queens or kings out there uh, thinking of getting into it, is there anything that you wish you had known when you were starting out to make your journey easier? Good oh my question. God, that's a, <laughs> I mean, that's a great question. And the one thing I have to say is, I look back at a lot of my first time photos and I've, I've never seen an uglier drag queen in my life than myself. And I will admit that as a person, but um, do your research in makeup products because the more, if you wanna be a drag queen, the more you can become like that character, the more you're going to find yourself. Like me sitting here as a character and I've told you guys before, like me as like a guy is like, no thank you with the wig on, like mm -hmm. I'm everything. Do a little bit of research first, like figure out concealer, like beard, I'm, I'm going to say like full blown beard shadow because like I grow in really fast. And that was the thing that was my first drag thing. It was like, I had a five o'clock shadow. Oh. Like you, <laughs> you could tell. <laughs> so it's like, do your research on the products that you like, products that work really well and Everything will slowly fall into place, but like, don't be afraid to just jump into it as well. Mm -hmm. Like, the be moment you jump into it and become improve. that character, the more you grow into that character. If that makes sense. That makes sense to me. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Always, I mean, that's part of what we do here is, is be willing to fail. If you're willing to fail and learn from it, you'll learn more from failing than you will from success. If you get lucky enough to be granted a safe space to play. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we yes. protect. We can protect our each other as well within that. So yep. whenever someone's outside their comfort zone, it's like, don't worry, we have your back, which is an extremely rare thing to have as a, like not only just a company but as a community too. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have a, uh, to build on that that question from the audience. Uh, in particular, any of the kings I've ever seen, it's usually there's a lot of facial hair as well. So not just know your makeup, but like applying. Beards yeah. is a bitch. I mean, it can be, <laughs> like you can do a little five o'clock shadow if you want to, and I guess, yes, it's double. all how you contour it, but like if you want to go the mile for Drag King, like you will see them hand laid beards. Yeah. And let's, just, let's just shout out Adam's apple. Yeah. Go, oh, search, yeah. <laughs> go search Adam's apple, who is uh, 
Jess's alter ego that we've been talking about. Yeah. Um, Adam's apple, he's got the fucking stellarest beautiful beard. It's lush and beautiful, and you just want to bury yourself and take a little nap. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but but a, a knowledge of the product, professional yeah. makeup artist, it really does come from And at the same time, those like... Skills. The craft, the craft of it. The craft, and you're also going to build up um, a thick skin mm -hmm. as well because you're gonna get stuff shouted at you no matter what. Oh yeah. And it happens no matter what. And you as that character is going to evolve and you're just gonna be able to be like, eh, whatever, have at me. Performance is a, a really big part of it, <laughs> yeah. um, and as as you've learned, because you talked a little bit about the idea that when you land on set, that's really your character is born. Uh, you're as a booger for Leah. You <laughs> gained a drag name, and, and we went through that process together as a group with everyone watching you. But the performance is such a part of the process, and I know that CP and Murdoch were on last week mm -hmm. on Filthy Talk and talked a bit about the idea of. Um, you know, you're performing for an audience because that's what we do. We are we make entertainment. That's that's what we do. We are we are here to provide something to people who are hungry uh, for something that's missing. You know, and when you want to be a part of that process, it means you're you're trying to pay attention to what what they're yearning for. But at the same time, if you pay too much attention to, especially online, you know, you're just getting this like angry barrage of nonsense shouted towards you. Uh, that's not positive, constructive feedback either. And oh, yeah, what, uh, Ryan. <laughs> Question from me actually oh, yeah. is: um, What came first, drag or uh, makeup artistry? Drag. Ah, ah okay. interesting. Would you say that drag led was where sort of led you into a career <laughs> in makeup artistry? Um, right? I was getting there, Ryan. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> like, getting there too. Wait, oh. yeah, because you have another role in the company, which. Yeah. You know, as a makeup artist, a makeup and, like artist. makeup effects artist, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, for me, drag came first, and it was uh, once again that kind of thing where when I first moved here, it was like I can be anyone who I want to be right now, and it started out as a birthday party kind of theme. I was that drag queen, <laughs> and I popped out of a cake. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing that now. We're doing that in an episode. We're doing that in an episode now. I mean, baking's a drag. I know. I, it just, it writes itself, guys. Yeah. Um, okay, so that first experience, did that lead you to learn to be a makeup artist? No. So um, I started doing drag as like, it was a joke kind of thing for me. And I, I shouldn't say it was a joke, but I had a birthday party called. But it was a laugh, like it was for fun and not for yeah, expression it was for fun. So I called it a gender bender birthday fender. Uh, that's a good name. And <laughs> I I thought it was great at the time, and then it's the rhyming that's I, clever. It was, <laughs> and then I did drag for the first time, and then a friend was like, "I want you to do this for my birthday party." Oh. So it was like a month after that, and I was like, "Okay, sure." Did it a month after that, and then at the same time, I got into film school for makeup artistry for a whole different kind of portfolio, not drag at all. And then um, from there, I got like a guest booking at Pride. Oh, I, and okay. it was a moment. This just writes itself. <laughs> I'm telling you. I, it was a moment where I was like, oh shit, this is happening. Wow. I, I just got to go with it. And every time I'm in drag for a gig now, it's like, 
I keep doing this. <laughs> Sorry, that look was amazing. I, because <laughs> that look is real, <laughs> where it's like, I'm, I'm in it. <laughs> I've been doing this for seven long years. So I, I actually had a question written down for you is, uh, why do you continue? What do you get out of it that you can't get from anywhere else? I can, um, I can express myself whoever I am in drag, and I'm allowed to create these looks in my head that I ever want to do. So me being like this 1950s Stepford housewife right now isn't even half of what I do in drag. Like, you guys have all seen mm -hmm. photos of the prosthetics and everything that I make. Like, I do monster drag, and I do like sci-fi drag. Like, that's the shit I live for. <laughs> um, and you perform in that drag. I, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, uh, uh, you said it once briefly, but uh, you may have noticed at home our lighting is a little different today. Oh. Uh, and that is in honor of Pride, which uh, we are in our Pride Month right now. But we are where you are, it changes around a bit. Yeah. So uh, Pride starts in June, technically, for the world. And then various other places, Toronto will do July. Uh, we do end of July, end early of July. Okay. August. It's all like- What day is it right now? <laughs> it's 11. It's okay, fine. Okay, there you go. July 17. Really? Perfect. Okay. <laughs> We're there. We're there. So yeah. So yeah, like this would technically almost be the kickoff for Pride Vancouver. Oh, sweet. Well, I mean, unofficially. I mean, uh, it's our kickoff. I, yeah, we can have it as there our kickoff. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so, have you performed at Pride, and in what facet do you perform at Pride? Um, I have performed at Pride, and honestly, my proudest moment of performing at Pride is uh, the year that my parents came up. Oh. And um, I can honestly say my parents are my biggest supporters in oh, this, no matter what. <laughs> like, if they're watching right now, apologies, but hi. <laughs> and they came down for one Pride one year, and I booked uh, the main stage on the block party. And um, I did like this rap song with backup dancers and everything. Oh, wow. And I remember at the end of the number, I just heard my mom whistling at the top of her lungs, <laughs> and I could hear my dad just screaming, that's my boy! <laughs> and I'm oh, looking man. around like, I'm, I'm not a boy right now. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I ran off stage, like went out to them, and <laughs> we just partied for the rest of the night. So like, oh, that's amazing. that was my biggest favorite Pride experience because oh. it's my biggest because it means a lot to me. I was going to ask that as well. This oh, is just, well I, the answers keep segueing into things I was going to ask. It's all, it's all fine. Um, so drag queens in Pride, I know that there is a historical significance there. Uh, and, and what is the ongoing significance of the, like, the role that drag queens play in Pride celebrations? Oh, God. Um. <laughs> That, that kind of brings also in the idea that I feel like, and, and we're maybe putting this burden on you, um, but to represent and help us understand things, and and you're sort of been asked to be an ambassador to us. Yeah. Oh God! Right? But no, but like that's, and I feel yeah, like that's a little bit about, are, yeah, right? yeah, the idea about drag queens at Pride and that association too. Um, so feel free to talk about that too. You know, this the the idea that you know you're having to represent a bunch of people who just want to be themselves, but then having to come and talk to a bunch of us about it. I mean, Pride for North America can stem into two situations. 
And I, I feel like I've been serious this whole talk, but this is like the moment where it gets super serious. But um, the man in San Francisco, Harvey Milk, was, um, he owned a photo lab and he would house like gay people who would always come in. And unfortunately he was assassinated by his partner and he was hated upon by straight people everywhere. And this is what started the Pride March down there. So Pride March really belongs to us being ourselves. And this is when police would go into clubs and arrest gay people just for being gay. and Or beat them. They would, yeah, I'm not gonna sugarcoat this. They literally beat the shit out of them. They set fires to the clubs and locked the doors and left everyone inside. Yep. And in New York, um, the Stonewall riots Stonewall. is really what set off Pride to what it is and to what people should really look into. And it's all thanks to a black trans woman, mm -hmm. Marsha P. Johnson, right. who threw the first stone at the cops because she was just so sick and tired of being oppressed, being abused, and she just, <laughs> she just fucking had it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and from then on out, like, all of the gay people got together and they were rioting against the police for days. And no, this is a Decades. Yeah. yeah. And like, we're still fighting yep. today, no matter what. And like, essentially, like, these people are what started pride for us in North America. And they made us realize, like, we can be proud of who we are and we can fight for equality and what's right. And we don't have to be ashamed about who we are or what we do, because we're just like everyone else, except <laughs> this is Halloween. What, like 24-7 almost? <laughs> However <laughs> long we right. want to go for. Whatever feels right. But essentially, like, if people really want to look into the history of it, and like back when I was younger, I was like, I don't give a shit about gay history at all. Now that I'm older, it's like, this is a massive impact. Mm. And I owe everything to everyone who came before me. And then down the road, uh, people are going to still be looking at these people as heroes and icons who yep. set the bar and set everything for equality, hopefully. Yeah, and there'll probably be some names to add to the pile. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I have another question about because I consider myself an ally, uh, but uh, allyship, and what, in, what, what would be the best ways to communicate so that people out there know for people who are not of the LGBTQ plus community, but support them and want to help move towards equality, acceptance, whatever you want to call it. I mean, you don't have to upload everything on social media. <laughs> yeah. That's the biggest thing is everyone's like, I want to show my good deed. And you don't have to show your good deed. Like, honestly, just being friends with anyone that you can right now, showing support if someone's going through a hard time. Like, you're friends with straight people, but you don't have to post on social media where it's like, my friend's having a hard time right now. I'm here for them. You don't have to do that. Like. Treat us like regular people, because at the end of the day, we are, hmm. no matter what. And if you feel the need that you want to go out and keep supporting the community, there's so many communities that you can support. Like, there's, um, there's charities for, like, gay homeless youth who get kicked out from their parents, like Rainbow Refugee, from people who are escaping places where it's illegal to be gay, and you can be sentenced to death still. Yep. So these people, like, escape to Canada, and, like, you can just 
you can silently support these companies and charities as well. And you don't have to make it a social media warrior situation. Well, and social media tends to be, most people curate their social media connections so that basically you're screaming in an echo chamber anyway. Yeah. Like, you get rid of the people you disagree with, defriend them and all that stuff. I don't do that. I keep the people who I disagree with intentionally so that I can maybe change some minds. But, but it's so hard right now, though. It's, it's real hard. It's okay. <laughs> and, and you and you want to jump in and you, and you, you yeah. Yeah, just keep at it, everybody. Just yeah. keep at it. Just keep, you know, that guy that doesn't agree with you and you want to just keep scrolling because it's easy. Nope. It's okay to have different opinions and it's okay to do your good deed and go. And just by being a friend is more than enough to what everyone needs right now. Aw. Aw. really heartwarming. <laughs> you will never get that out of me again. Yeah, I can okay. promise you that. <laughs> out of Leah. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? We gotta pull the gold seal on this episode. It's amazing. <laughs> um. Oh, that was so heartwarming. It distracted me from uh, all my thoughts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just by being a friend. Good luck transitioning like into the next. Yeah. Yeah. Year. I mean, it's Sometimes a weird. Sometimes when we're playing D and D, you know, you just throw to someone being like, you know, the goal was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter that you killed everyone or something horrible happened. You know, we made a bunch of good friends. Wait, what, what horrible thing happened? This isn't D&D. This is... No, it was this, in D&D. So in, what, but what, in our D&D yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this was in D&D, I said. We are not discussing that today. We're not. Okay. <laughs> but, um, oh, I Speaking of Jess, you know she had to roll an extra ah. character as a backup because the next thing that's about to happen is probably everyone dies. <laughs> this goes deep. Don't play D&D with me. <laughs> um, so uh, this is a, this is a strange segue, as you just said. But uh, uh, another thing that I just want to talk about because we've had a lot of people asking for more information about stuff that's on the channel. Uh, so while uh, thank you guys for talking about yeah. everything we've talked about so far. Uh, so another thing I want to while we have you here because it's going to be we're going to be rolling through people. So yeah. while we have Marshall with us. Uh, so there's a few things. There's something that's already on the channel in our 48-hour film race. Uh, it was uh, the, the, what was it? The Thing About Hunger? No, oh, The Thing About Hunger. The Thing About Hunger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's also, I want to talk a bit about uh, the headset, which is coming out Monday. Monday yeah. Uh, if everything's good. Yeah. And, uh, and also something oh, supervisor that is check -in. <laughs> just getting into development and will be happening in the near future is called The Whole Picture. Yeah. So wherever you want to start. <laughs> Let's start at the beginning. Okay, okay. Um, the thing about hunger, yeah, the 48 hour was such a fun, like we were in quarantine and we didn't like, it, it was proposed of like, whoever wants to sign up, you get this, uh, you know, your topic at 7 a.m. and you got to figure out what you're going to do for 48 hours and, and figure that out. Um, the five, so it was the... Uh, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. Talking, continue. Like, um, He's on Whole30, continue. <laughs> Uh, so we got the uh, Wikipedia random article button and had to create something around that. And I had the weirdest articles. What uh, was it? Or what did you well, pick the to one get that to I the picked was uh, um, some, I think it was an Indian film called Rumaya Vastavaya. Uh, okay. A romantic comedy action film. 
And I tied it in pretty good, I would have to say. Okay. I mean, so if you haven't seen it, check out our 48-hour film uh, compilation yeah. or the just the winners. Uh, it's in both because it was in the top three. It's was animated. It the, where place did that finish in? Uh, first, actually. First. Uh, uh, Segway. <laughs> well, well. Um, uh, yeah, so like, <laughs> it's up and it's animated. It's it's creepy, weird, hilarious. Uh, the headset is uh, both Roz and Marshall are yeah. in this. Uh, Roz is fantastic in it. You're both fantastic. Yeah. And uh, Cheyenne wrote it and directed it. Yep. And yes, Alain and, and so uh, good. Yeah, she was just, she was just amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. Alain and so Natasha were hilarious as well. So yep. I think it, it's a funny, funny watch, and you have it, to check it, really it out is. on Monday. Yeah. It's coming out Monday. Yeah. Uh, your character was particularly Greg. Uh, <laughs> he was, uh, I mean, the, you'll, you'll see it. He's not very well adjusted to life, I would say. <laughs> How did you get there? How, I'm not what, very well adjusted to life, it seems. Well, where, where did you get that? I mean, I'm assuming that with like Marsha in, 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 in Bacon's a Drag, yeah. you, you said you looked in the mirror and you didn't recognize yourself and you kind of like became a thing. But how did you, where did you get that character for Greg. the Cheyenne said Greg's a wiener, and I was just like, <laughs> try some things out, and that was- Well, it worked. It was a wiener guy. Okay. Greg is kind of uh... So this is Marshall's interpretation of a wiener. Um, it's Why do wieners have such a, a bad name? Yeah. Wieners are great. Yeah. Yeah, depends on the, the anyway. Uh... <laughs> Greg sucks. Greg sucks, yeah, so. Oh, he's great. Greg is an entertaining watch, but just not a person to really have in a chat. Uh, and and the whole pictures. The whole picture yeah. is an essay series, yes. and uh, give the audience a bit about what that's going to be about. And well, you guys probably don't know about it. Either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's it, it was just approved, so we're looking at. Uh, I'm looking at putting a video essay series together. Uh, I love video essays on film, and I always get something out of them. But one thing that I always find I want to know more is just like how hard it was to create an entire film that makes like a huge impact on you. Mm. And so you remember like you remember when you sit down as an audience member and like it hits you and you just, just kind of stays in your memory when somebody brings it up you're like oh yeah that one. Um, and so I want to do something that brings you back to to movies or maybe series that you kind of are like that one really hit me and goes into it a little deeper and saying why was the story so effective like what was it that okay. tied things through and hit you kind of at the core and then what was the visual aesthetics or the sound that really tied it together and what was the thing about where when it was released that really kind of made an impact and what's it like today so it's kind of a deep dive into like one film or series um, each episode and it's meant to have more voices than just my own I want to have more people kind of saying like it's a narration but saying what it is that like hit them for it and you don't know what it's going to be when you kind of how click you, on it how are yeah. you selecting the the films you're going to look at i don't know yet actually oh. <laughs> i'm trying to figure that i i, I want to tie the first one into where we are right now um with quarantine and such but in oh, a way that maybe okay. is maybe a little bit more hopeful or kind of maybe a little bit i don't know i'll look back at kind of where things were at a certain time and maybe I don't know, there's a little nostalgia into that, but... Well, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna put this out there. Yeah. I'm gonna put this out there. Oh, no. Uh, so if we're doing uh, an episodic series where we're gonna be taking individual looks at films, what films would you want to see Marshall and other people at A Filthy Lot break down, analyze, and really get into? And they don't have to be like blockbusters. They, they just need to impact and hit you like okay. in a profound way. So I don't wanna just repeat a lot of the video essay series that are out there, like I, there's a lot of Dark Knight ones out there, and there's a lot of film bros that kind of it's boo. out for. Yeah. Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, boo. Oh. I'm a tease. 
I tease internet. Wait, I tease you. I don't it. tease. So I'm very against that whole series. We will talk. That's more a whole episode. Time. Though. That's a whole episode. <laughs> but um, feel free to not just make sure. Like it doesn't have to be the most popular film. It just has to have hit you in a certain particular way. If you need any yeah. science help, you know Matt and I have your back. I would love some science help. We're gonna find a film that uh, includes science in it. I yeah, guess. people are gonna be like, I love Tremors, and we're gonna be like, we have plots. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not I love, love Tremors? tremors. <laughs> <laughs> Just Tremors 1 or the series? 1. Okay, fair. Okay. Me too. Yeah, that, I'm saying I don't both. know if I've seen the series, actually. Oh, okay. It's well. like asking if you like all of Sharknado. Oh. <laughs> Wait, all of the one film? <laughs> just like, you know, just act one. Everything else, piece of shit. Yeah. But suggestions, doesn't, sure, it doesn't even have to be live action. It can be anything. So oh, okay. uh, I'm, I'm really curious uh, to see what other people want to have more broken down for them or like really want to kind of revisit. Yeah. It's a great idea, Marshall. Thank throw you. it in awesome. the comments. So just like underneath this episode, if you're not watching live, throw, throw it in the chat if you're watching right now. Uh, if you're watching after the fact, just throw it down in the comments below and uh, we will look at them. Definitely. What's the one that stood out to you the most, Marshall, that inspired this? Like, did you have, do you have a film or a TV show or a series or an animation? Some moment in your yeah. life that this, someone created something that took a ton of work and a, probably a bunch of people. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it's Stardew Valley. It was one guy. But something that you did, <laughs> ex that you experienced that said, I had such a profound impact that I am who I am today. Yeah. I mean, there's two. Uh, Jurassic Park, like many Ooh. others. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it just... I, I, I couldn't go, I wasn't allowed to go see it in the First theater. First movie I saw by myself in the theater. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. See, I, I don't know that I was allowed to do that, but I was there. And it impacted you. And I think it held I a lot. I sat in the front row. It was so good. Oh, wow. so good. I'm into this. We should do Jurassic Park. We should, yeah. And I mean, Jurassic Park and Goodwill Hunting was the first time I really? saw something when I was just like, I used to love acting. And so I, I couldn't act in a small town and really kind of get known or out there and no agency. And I saw these actors who wrote something fantastic mm. and it was one of those movies that when I watch it back I'm like that hits that hits that hits it's, it's funny it's poignant it has a lot of uh you should rewatch that yeah I, I know and, it and that's one I really would love to break down too because oh. it's one that uh, I don't know I I personally well, you wrote a short here or, or a sketch uh, 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 life and macro was used an excerpt from Goodwill Hunting. Oh yes, Good Worm Hunting. Good yeah. Worm Hunting. <laughs> were you like a child genius to enjoy Goodwill Hunting when you were little? No, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know when I... I just remember it. No, you would I have been 20-something, probably. Hmm? Well, I was 20 when it happened. longer than I that. I think I was about 11 or something when it came out. Uh, yeah. But I loved... <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was older when I saw it, um, but I, I've rewatched it a lot. Uh, okay. But not enough... I don't like to rewatch movies too often if I really love them. It's kind of one of those f weird things where I, I like to hold on to what it was that kind of is sitting... With I think me? sometimes it's also yeah. hard to rewatch those films. Like I know, you um, don't want to ruin it. Well, for me, Whiplash yeah. was whip. one of those films yeah. where I had that experience, and then at the, at the end of it, I mean, just through the whole film, I was like, I'm so uncomfortable having been in band and a kid who had to perform, and someone's like yelling at you. Performing is very stressful. Yeah. And someone is like, you're not good enough. But then at the end, you're like, but maybe if they were mean to me and I had done it, maybe I would be better. And you have that whole conflict through the whole thing. And you're in your head the whole movie. And I feel like I should watch it again. But at the same time, no. 
It's an amazing one, the second one. I just watched it recently. It's amazing. What about you two? Uh, name something that like made Sorry, it. Sorry, my microphone keeps popping off. Fifth That's Element. Oh yeah, oh, great movie. Hands down, like I will, I will fucking fight anyone who says it's not a good movie. It's a great movie, but I don't know that it had like a major impact on. You it. shut your mouth. The oh. moment I would where say the... Akira. Oh, yeah. oh, Ryan has one. Ryan has one. Um, just for uh, Leah specifically, yeah. if you like the Fifth Element. Um, Mobius Jean Giroux, who was the production designer, uh, famous French illustrator, yep. also was the production designer on this absolutely incredible and bizarre French animated film from the 70s called Les Maîtres du Temps. Oh. It is, it, it, I'm not going to tell you any more about it. Time Masters, Les Maîtres du Temps, incredible film. It's French. For peach schnapps. I feel like if you need it. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a great suggestion, and we should probably all check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so we're 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 I mean we're out of time, but but I do want to uh, quickly mention. So Marshall is also uh, involved in. We're doing a uh, because we encourage everyone here at a filthy lot to be able to work outside of their 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 department, uh, their comfort zone, all of that. Uh, we've created a director mentorship program internally uh, because we have a few people who are rather experienced directors and people who want to do it, oh, they're unsure and uncomfortable. And so we're enacting it. We have it coming up. Uh, we have something called, a, a, we're calling it the 4 by 4 where we're doing, <clears throat> sorry, four sketches in four days and direct, uh, and four director, directors. And, yeah. and four directors. Uh, and, and Marshall, you are mentoring. Yeah. Uh, two mentors and two mentees, yes. or shadows, I think we're calling yeah. them, yes. Oh, okay. I like mentee. I don't know if it's an actual word, but I like it. I like shadow. It sounds... Uh, <laughs> dangerous, kind of? Well, the shadow directors, if you're shadowing someone, typically you're kind of like, you know, unseen, That's unheard. That's true. Fair enough. They're me they're, they are directing. very interactive through all they the way They should through. be unseen and unheard. <laughs> 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 I should have that there. Are you Marsha? Oh, well, I feel bad for whoever your shadow is now. No, it's, your, uh, it's your partner. I'm aware who it is. <laughs> Ash is wonderful. I will not subject her to that. But yeah, so it's uh, uh, something we're going to be doing. Uh, uh, Marshall is one of our mentors. Who else is mentoring Annette. first? Annette is, yep. is, is mentoring. Yep. Uh, and then down the road, we'll... we'll Man, she has some amazing, great short films. So um, Please Indeed. search Annette Riley. Uh, find out some of the stuff she's directed. She's just... Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's something that we're doing. Those sketches are shooting next month. Uh, we'll be look, giving you guys an inside look at what's happening there as well. Uh, but we have run out of time. So it goes so fast. It really goes yeah. fast, right? Like we were actually like going over on things this whole time. It was uh, so I'm sorry that we didn't get to all, uh, enough time for all that. That was a great mention of it, and we can talk more about it later. <laughs> yeah, on. we'll talk yeah. more about it, or uh, someone else can. Talk and about it. we will have. Uh, we're going to be documenting it in numerous ways, so we will get that to you. So thank you, Leah. Thank you, Roz. Thank you, Marshall. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, everyone here. Thank you, Casey, Caleb, Natasha. Uh, back there, we got Alex and Shannon and everybody. I love you all. Uh, okay, so please remember to uh, like, subscribe, ring the bell, and uh, until next time, stay filthy. <laughs>